frontier. Larson, oh, he's in. Hendrik Larson! That is sensational! Lambert! What a way to settle it! Nakamura! It's Tom Rogge! This is Celtic Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Welcome to Celtic Daft, our bonus podcast where we take a look at the hoops in a bit more detail. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by my name, my man, it's Chris Toll. How you doing, Chris? All right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, Zaha. An expensive tap you've got on there, mate. It's expensive. <sighs> Very expensive. How how much did that sting? Sixty for nine. Say- Sixty for nine. Fifty for the wins. It's crazy the price, man. I used to go down to Monkland Sport back in the day. Anybody if you cope, Bridge will remember Monkland Sport. But uh, twenty-five quid football tap. I Don't get me wrong. It was years ago. Know what I mean? It was like ninety-four. And I remember going in there and getting uh, a Man United tap, one with the laces at the neck, remember? Oh, aye, aye, aye. I don't know why I'm a Leeds fan, but I just, this was before <laughs> my before I fell in love with Leeds. And, uh, I aye, so you need, a, you need a second mortgage now to afford football. I feel sorry for folk that have got like four wins that are off at ball mental, do you know what I mean? Mate, I would not bother my arse. They wouldn't bother my arse. A couple of cheap ones at the age, <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll do them. They're going to rip it anyway. Um, the video's stopped. My video? Aye. Oh, I can see myself moving about me. I look all right. I'm still right, baldy. Cool. So it's all right. Um, right. Shut up. Right, as you'll know by now, both Celtic and Rangers staff are available on our main podcast channel, as well as the main show on a Friday and Football Daft meets on a Monday. This week's guest was the uh, football presenter, sports presenter, sorry, Ailey Barber. Um, how was that one, Chris? You enjoyed chatting to Ailey? It was good fun. I could chat. Uh, just a shame that St. Johnston get hammered after it. Do you know what I mean? She was pure buzzing for the game, but uh, it, was a, it was a shame the result on, on uh, Thursday night for St. Johnston. She was sitting there with a trackie on, wasn't she? Austin Johnson Aye. trackie, man. Ready to cause mischief outside mm. McDermott Park. Um, so make sure you subscribe to that. If you want to get the, the video from any of them, so we're going to do Celtic Daft and Rangers Daft video as well as the main show now on Patreon. Get over to patreon.com forward slash football daft. Get signed up. Become a patron on that. You can also be on this show with me and Chris as well talking about Celtic each week if you fancy coming on um, we don't have a guest this week mate and we need, to, we need to address it for anybody listening we need to I address told you, it I told you the reason why we haven't got a guest don't I yes I don't blame you I, Every, I think everybody wants to moan so see if things are going good we'll maybe struggle to get a guest well we'll, we'll just wait and see what happens after the 28th won't we and, um, right, exactly. the 28th 24th or whatever uh, 20, 29th, 29th is it? Aye, 29th. Aye, so we'll see what happens after that. We might have four or five folk want to come on. Uh, we might not have anybody. So fingers crossed we've not got MD that day. Mate, see, to be fair, like the, I know you said that earlier about people wanting to come on to moan. It was kind of like us last week. You know, the, the podcast was only 27 minutes long last week because we had nothing <laughs> to moan about. I, was, I think I, I finished editing and it went, all right, I can fire us out now because I said done. You know, we, we weren't angry, we weren't upset or anything, so it's quite I tough. 
Yeah, it is, but, but do you know what? It's a good, it's a good feeling, isn't it? I know that obviously we've we've won our last, it's our last four games we've won. Yeah. Right, and um, I can't remember the last time we won four games in a row. Even the games that we won before, it was we still had something to moan about. We still had something to moan about when we, even when we won games. Um, so it's been good to know watching some decent performances and not wanting to gouge my eyes at the end of it. Do you think we'll get 10 in a row? I think we'll do 10 I mean, last season doesn't count anyway, does it? So it was the, that was a COVID season. That was for a twisting right. one. So 10 in a row starts, starts again this year. So no, I think we'll get it. I actually just um, made 10 wins in a row, but if you're, no, right, I mean, if you're right going that direction, why not? <laughs> all right, mate. To, see, to be fair, even if we don't count last season, we'll still do 10 in a row again. Just get 10 years. We're fine. We're fine, mate. I'm calling a bold, it. A bold uh, prediction now. Yeah, is Ange, is Ange going to be here for 10 in a row? Ange will be there for 11, mate. Oof, I can't even wait for that. He'll take it further. Yo, I've got a funny story. By the way, this is off um, when you mentioned Ange there. I remembered about my mate Jordan. He got his vaccine the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And I texted him this morning. I said, how are you feeling? He's like, mate, I feel like death. I'm not getting the second one. I said, you need to get the second one, mate. I said, you there's no point. And then he was like, no, mate, I'm not doing it. And I just literally texted him going, Ange would want you to get it. Are you going to let down Ange? And he's like, ah, fuck it, I'll get it then. <laughs> I said, that's, good. that's the new fucking shit bag if you don't so because you, you had a couple of fucking uh, a bad reaction to your first one you're not getting the second one I also I know prick um, I got my anyway. second one did you? Uh, on Saturday there I and oh, rough going rough 40 hours I were you struggling with I? Uh, I, I I managed to make it to my work and stuff like that but do you know what? My arm was a lot sore than it was the first time. I'll tell you that, man. Like, mm. oh, I couldn't, I couldn't raise my arm at all. But I'm back to full fitness, man. I'm like fucking. Like, uh, who's, who's just? I'm like James McCarthy. There we go. Back to full <laughs> fitness. Back to full. Do you know what, man? I'm keeping this in. Fuck it. Vaccine chat. We'll keep it. One of them. Right. Couple, couple of games to look back on then, mate. So last Thursday. Um, we were at home, second leg, Europa League qualifying at home to FK Jablonek. It was 4-2 in the first leg. A mm-hmm. um, couple of good goals in that first one, Abada, Kyogo. We spoke about that in the, the last episode. Um, what was your thoughts heading into this game? Were you quite confident before it? No, I, I, do you know what? I, like I said before, Ryan, I'm going into every match expecting nothing now because... Let's be honest, as, as good as we are going forward, we're, we're pointing to the mistakes at the back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, I'm going in there um, expecting nothing just now until we show up that defence. So no, I'm not expecting a, a victory in any game. I, I, I don't build myself up for it so that if it doesn't happen, then I'm not quite as, quite as down after it. Well, we'll have a, a real look at the team then. Uh, so Joe Hart and goals... Back four are Ralston, Welsh, Starfelt and Taylor. Midfield three, Rogic, McGregor, Turnbull. And your front three were Forrest, Keogh and Christie. So Forrest was coming in for a badder. He picked up a, a knock in this, uh, before this game. Um, talk about the, the, the performance, mate, because I was chatting to the, my pals the other day. Um, this was after the Hearts game at the weekend, but it also kind of incorporated the Shabalanet game. See some of the stuff that we are playing just now. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so. I remember you text me when the, the first the first qualifier against Midland, 
and you said if we keep this up, we're going to score about 50 million goals or something like that. Yep. And it could happen, mate. <laughs> it could really happen. I think what, what are we on 25 million so far? I think so high. Been 25 so, so far. Must be quite close to that. I reckon that's only five games in. I know I will definitely want to do the 50 million. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, I, I could see it. I could see in my mind's eye what he was what he was trying to do and see if we can get the right players on that we need to get behind them. The board needs to get behind them, man. Um, if he can bring in the right players to fit his system, then it's it's a terrifying prospect for a lot of teams because see we have strong defence that team going forward is fucking frightening mm-hmm. no so fingers crossed you know uh, I think we've got a tough game coming up this week uh, against Alkmaar um, yeah. a right good side you know you don't finish third in the division ahead of uh, Fenard mm-hmm. you know what I mean so they've, they've obviously had a great season Dutch teams are always technically Technically brilliant most of the time, you know. But the the one hope that I've got here, Ryan, and I don't know if you agree with me, I think they might come out and attack us and see if they come out and attack us. Then our counter-attacking football is tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so as much as I can see this being about five, four or something, <laughs> one of them, honestly. What was it they said before this season started? Ange ball is basically we might concede goals, but we'll score more. Like that I mean, was... he, he also says, I don't think I can go through a full year at Ange ball. Yeah, I can't. I mean, <laughs> see, when I watched the first game, the first game, I think it was the. Oh, was it was it the Michelin game? I think we, we watched. Was that and... the one when you text me and says, I'm done with this team? No. No, what one was that? No, that was Hearts, mate. Is that Hearts, eh? Aye, I mean, usual. That's me just putting stuff out there early and hoping that it sticks. Fucking knee-jerk reaction. Just a bit, mate. I, I mean, to be, the, to be fair, we have a steaming, right? Although we have been looking good uh, going forward, like that Hearts game yesterday, kinda, the defensive frailties were kind of... Uh, there was a light shone on them, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I've got... <clears throat> I know I've said this already, but I've got no... I'm going into a season without any expectations. All I want is for us to be more competitive and to try and to play more exciting football in it. Like I said, it, it, it might be a lot of things this season, but one thing, it's not going to be as boring. So no. let's get it on. We talk about the the performance and a couple of, couple of players I want to kind of single out in this one. Uh, the Jablonet game, we got two goals from David Turnbull. Mm-hmm. Um, two really good good finishes. The second one... Ah, he's not going to that system, but mate, definitely not. Who said that? I don't know. I think it was, was Gredo. Ah, it must have been Gredo. Um, he, he looks like he's he's finding... That form. And we spoke last week, didn't we, about Turnbull? We said, yeah. I, I think you, you may have said it, you know, I don't think he's going to be the superstar that you need to kind of take you to the next level. I then said that I think Turnbull has got the potential, but probably is a bit away from it. Mm. He's very quickly made us look a bit silly because that performance against them midweek, for him in particular, was incredible. I but again, and I've said this in the main show as well, you do need to be mindful the opposition the level of the opposition that he was playing against mm. this this week's game will show you more about Turnbull if he plays yeah. you know um, I've got a feeling that he might drop out for McCarthy if McCarthy's fit 
because we need more defensively minded players, I think, a wee bit in this for this game coming up. Mm. But you know, yeah, you never know. It, maybe Rogic would maybe drop out for for McCarthy. Um, but it, it's great to you know. I'm I'm looking forward to the games again, Ryan. That's the thing I'm looking forward to. It. I like I was on Saturday there. Um, sorry, on was it Saturday? Oh, sorry, uh, Thursday night for the Jumbo game. I was I was running against time, man. I, I wasn't going to make a kick off, and I was going out to my dad's to watch it, so. I was just about to leave and then I had to fucking take the dog out for a shite and all that. And do you know that way? Mars was making buttons to get to go and watch the game. Whereas if that had been last season, I just took my time and sauntered down at half time. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's exciting and it's it's good to finally look forward to it again. You know what I mean? We, we've said that before. You know, we, we spoke last season about this, about kind of looking forward to Celtic games because. Well, we weren't looking forward to them because of how mince we were last season and just it was a constant disappointment. Um, I think this season as well, because of what we've seen quite early on, obviously, as you know, I, I go to the games, like I've not been as excited in my life for getting back to Celtic games because every, you know, last last weekend, midweek, you know, Hearts and Sunday there, you know, everybody's moaning about the price that they're, they're charging for games and that's a different argument for a different day, right? But see right now, I'm more than happy to be paying the money because I'm getting performances. Ah, you're getting you know, value for the money, aren't you? Aye, for once. You know, last season, paying for a season ticket, not getting to a game and getting handed absolute dross week in, week out was was tough to take. Whereas this year, I've paid the season ticket, I've paid the £19, the £17. You know, I've paid it for, I've actually paid for more games individually than I've got on my season. You're, you're also going to kid on that you're under 13 for this Alkmaar game coming up, aren't you? So you get a, your ticket for a pound. Mate, honestly, I wish I knew somebody that could get me one of them. Surely, <laughs> I, surely I can get dressed up as a win or something like that. <laughs> I'll take you with me. Sneak in the stadium. I swear, could do that, couldn't we? Just take you, get a pound ticket for you, then we can hoff the, the difference. Get me in a buggy. Oh, I can do that. Knock it upstairs, <laughs> fuck that. Um, especially when I sit, man. It's bad enough getting up the stairs myself, never mind taking a buggy with you in it. Um... So the other performance mate that I wanted to mention was something you brought up a second ago, Tom Rogic. Um, that's two games now, if we include the game against Hearts at the weekend. Tom Rogic has looked at the Tom Rogic old that, that won us an invincible treble. At all, it not? Mate, it's been sticking to his feet. He's been skinning about four or five guys. You know, this game against uh, Jablon you know in the first... He's as slow as a week in the fucking jail. Oh, Mate, a guy behind me said he also used to own a caravan and that's that's pretty much what it is you know watching him try to get out but right. see when you've got feet like that you know that Jablonet game there's one that we almost scored for where he's had the ball sucked his feet skinned about four boys pinged a diag right across the pitch I think it was Christie's gone he pinged it across for Kyogo and he's just put it past the post and I'm like if that goes in the, Tom Rogic has probably assisted the assist and it's probably the greatest assist you've ever seen I like it was <clears throat> So we back as a wee bit concerning, um like you, you touched on Christy there as well. It was a wee bit concerning when he wasn't named yesterday. And you know my feelings on on Christy for last season, but he's he's been brilliant this season. He really has. Yeah. Well he's and just came out the other day and said that he's probably going to miss the, the Alkmaar game as well. Um but Abada will hopefully be back. For Alkmaar as well. So well, that's, that's good then if we've got Abada one wing I don't think Forrest is quite as quite as um, effective on the left though 
Maybe not. I mean, as you would think, they would be able to cut in and shoot more often. Jeez. Sunday was a bit disappointing for that with, with Forest. There's a few opportunities that the, the Forest, a couple of seasons ago, would have been pinging a few weeks left foot. He seems a bit hesitant just now to to have that that dig. It's almost mm-hmm. doing a bit too much. Um, but I mean, again, this is a guy me and York a bit last season when he was injured. Um, you were saying that I was looking at James Forrest rose into glasses last year when I wanted him back. Um, I wouldn't say Forrest has had his best performances in the last two games, but he scored. Aye, and, he scored in the two games. You're right. You're right. Aye. Uh, well, <coughs> I never scored against Hearts, but he scored. He scored in the two European games. Aye, sorry, that's a bit. Aye. Um, aye, do you know what? It's it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you can say. It's a good problem we have. Um, um, I feel I feel as if he's the right he's the right sort of player for this system. Maybe five years ago. I I mean I, I I don't I don't like slating James Forrest because I I feel like every time I slate James Forrest, it always proves me wrong. Well, keep proves, slating him then. I know, bastard. Um, <laughs> he's right. No, um, I know, I know what you're saying, but like I feel, I I prefer. I know he's only been there a couple of games, right? But I prefer a badder on that right hand side in the system. Mm. You know, um, and I don't think Forrest is quite as effective on the left hand side as he is on the right. So I don't know. It's, like I say, that is a good problem to have. You can never have too many good players for for a squad, but I I, th- I think you might see a wee bit. Lesser James Forrest as the season goes on. Fair enough, interesting. Um, right, we'll move on, mate, then to the the game on Sunday because we can kind of lump some of the the issues that we've got um, in with this game as well. So we got into the League Cup game against Hearts at home. Um, you said on the main show this week that we were going to fuck Hearts, as uh, was your words. I we did, and but the scoreline didn't reflect it but we no. did oh, we, we absolutely barred him absolutely barred him and I was so so happy that that video that I got for Stevie didn't need to get used this week <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm so glad that the one that you got last week did get used exactly. so that was that was good um, right line up in this one then there was a few changes midfield said the same Edward and Forrest um, were up front Kyogo got pushed it to the left um, in this one uh, defensively said the same <clears throat> I want to talk mate about our two fullbacks in this game because right, as... well, I, need, I need to hold my hands up straight away Ryan I was elsewhere yesterday and I never got to see the game I was I was uh, I was booked for a, for something earlier on and before the draw was even made so I couldn't really cancel it but um, I, I never seen much of the game I've seen the highlights um, so this is you're you're not going to get much out of me here about this game. To be honest with you, fair enough. Well, you've you've seen the highlights. I'll talk. Then I'll, I'll bring up this point anyway because we both have been very critical individually about our fullbacks in the past. Mm-hmm. I have been overly critical of Anthony Ralston. You've been overly critical of Greg Taylor um, in previous seasons. Um, this game at the weekend, mate. Right, I, I know we said about the scoreline. Um, not kind of reflecting the game 
because I, I don't think it does reflect the game. Um, I thought Ralston and Taylor had one of the best games each that I've seen fair fullbacks in a long time. Greg Taylor in particular was incredible. A few a few folk when we were talking about him, like it, it, just just general tackling man. He, he just seemed to win everything at the weekend and flip that across the other side to Ralston you know as I've said before I thought Ralston was not a Celtic player at all mm-hmm. I thought he's, I thought he was done at the club you know he's come back in this season he's been class for a few games I've had he scored a good good couple of goals as well again in this game he was just incredible doing that right hand side mm-hmm. what, do, what do you think has happened with, with Ange to get these guys playing at a level that, that I didn't expect to see He's throwing them full of tim tams, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, he's getting that that the Australian cake sent over, and it's like it's like speed. Just take <laughs> one, and you can run for hours. But uh, <laughs> no, I, do you know what? That's uh, what you're saying there. It reminds me of back in the day when Mark O'Neill came in, and all of a sudden these players that weren't even close to it were firing on all cylinders and we're making their way into the first team so mm-hmm. it just goes to show you he must be quite a good motivator you know and he's obviously coaching players he can see where their deficits are and he he focuses on it and he can get the best out of them so I just hope that uh, I hope he stays for a while man because he's a breath of fresh air you know, I guess Get the impression that I know we said before about him potentially leaving if he wasn't going to get what what he wanted in terms of signings, etc. I get the feeling that he's starting to kind of settle in a bit more now. Uh-huh. Um, he's got the players playing the way he wants them to play. Maybe you know, and do you know what as well, you see the the experience he's playing in front of a full Celtic Park, and him seeing the enormity of the club itself. He probably, while he probably knew all about Celtic, he probably didn't quite realise it until he was standing in there in a European night with a full stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's infectious, Ryan. It's infectious. I don't really recall any Celtic players who leave the club that don't continue to like wax lyrical about them. You know, like you look at players like uh, Crossas who. Went to Dembele. Dembele's always talking about Celtic as well. Uh, you know, um, Scott Sinclair, just players that come up here and and buy into the, the club. It's just that it's fucking magic, isn't it? Honestly, it's just Celtic, mate. It's just Celtic. That's it. <laughs> um, so a few a few goals in this one from us we'll, we'll talk about the Hearts ones in a wee minute um, a few goals the first one though was one of the best goals that I've seen in, in a good while at Celtic Park um, well, I think Kyogo is ball for Forrest honestly see see when the boss fell down I think it's Edward brings it down f- passes it to Turnbull Turnbull threads it through to Kyogo outside of the fit across the pitch man cuts the defenders in two Forrest takes a touch cuts it back again there's Edward tapping I mean it was such such a good goal well worked you know absolute joy to watch you know, my, my mate who refused to um, kind of renew his season ticket this year for one reason or another he, he didn't come back he had a ticket for the game at the weekend and 
<laughs> it's funny because after the game, that's probably more of an after the game comment. But he came out and we've been saying him for ages, you'll be ripping it, you'll be ripping it, you'll be ripping it. He's like, I'll know, mate, I'll know, I'll know. And Scott has been on here before, said to him, he's like, so you, you're aging yet? And he was like, <sighs> you could just see it, mate, know, mate. ripping it. Him. He's like, it was, he said the goal in particular, the first one, he said it was like some of the best football we've played in a while. You know, that, I mean, what do you make of that ball for Kyogo? That's phenomenal. See, nine times out of ten, when you see somebody try that pass, they they either overhit it or underhit it, and the defender manages to get in the way. It yeah. was inch perfect, man. Honestly, I I can't even remember being as excited about a player as I'm about Kyogo. And I'm talking Edward, I'm talking Dembele, I'm talking even going back to players like Robbie Keane, Craig Bellamy, and stuff like that. This guy's just he's got the imagination going. And he, he, he's got something about him as well, Kyogo, doesn't he? he? He looks at the kind of guy, and it's easy to say because this is what he's obviously doing in the pitch, but he, he just, he's dead nippy. You know, he, yeah. he's always looking for runs, he's always looking for the ball in behind. Like, he's, I think it was um, Michael Stewart on BBC was saying he's the kind of guy that's going to give defenders absolute nightmares because mm. they, they're going to look at him, turn well, him to where the ball is. Stephen Welsh said that in his interview, didn't he? He was like, I, playing against him in training is an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, did he say that? I never heard that. He's like, um, it, uh, do you know he plays football with a smile on his face? Mm-hmm. And he's obviously not, don't get me wrong, he's no anywhere near this level, but the way he plays football and the enthusiasm he's got for it and stuff like that reminds me of Ronaldinho. Because Ronaldinho always was smiling, always was smiling when he was playing football. He just enjoyed playing it. And see the people that enjoy playing football, they often end up being the best players. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of players out there that are probably still like that or fucking get a game tomorrow. You can imagine Kyogo like that. Yeah, it's another chance to go out at Celtic Park and, and have them singing my name and I can do my wee, whatever that <laughs> thing is. I don't know what that is, but I don't know what I'm saying about it. <laughs> I, I think it was, this is me home. I think he was saying, this is my home. Got a roof under over my head now. That you makes sense. You only need a roof when it's raining. And it's been sunshine on Parkhead for the last few weeks, brother. <laughs> Brilliant. Goal scorer, mate, Odson Edward. Um, I said to you last week, is this Eddie's last goal for Selic? And turns out it wasn't he? Um, <laughs> it, it, it was part of this one. He he looked delighted, mate, when he scored. I don't know if you've seen his celebration. You know, that, that looked like a guy who has been slated for weeks and weeks and weeks about his performances. And he scored that goal. And do you know what? I seen it and thought, do you know what? He does He does enjoy playing his football here. Maybe it's just the way he is. He enjoyed that goal. He enjoyed being part of that goal. Um, maybe we're, we're all just being Charlie Nicholas and saying, Aye, well, yeah. why, you know, why you know more exuberant when you get a goal? You know, that's you, what I was, I, was, I was going to ask you. Though. I was going to ask you, you know, Edward's performance is having been there and it, it get put down to... He's not interested. He doesn't want to be here. It's easy future away, blah, blah, blah. Do, do we still think that's the case? Or do you think it's just the fact that it's no, he's just not been on form and maybe that gets him down, not being on form? Maybe it's not as cynical as we are maybe looking into it. Um, you know what? He's been, you... he's been in lockdown basically in a foreign country for the past 18 months. The only people that he sees is the people that are running about him at the football club. He doesn't mm. get to see his family or anything. He's not been able to travel. 
I all right, he's went to a few France under twenty one games, but it it must take its toll on on players. You know, you, they're humans the same as you and I. At the end of the day, but uh, I just think I, I still think that he's he's hearts no one up for Celtic. Um, he clearly wants a move. The reports that we've been hearing over the past couple of days is that he's asking for eighty grand a week wherever he's going, and that's why a transfer's no happened. So it'll either be a last uh, deadline day transfer for about fifteen million pound, or I think we'll be seeing Cheerio to Edward for free next summer. Would would you would you keep Eddie? If he would help us win the league this year, and get if, he's going to, if he's going to straighten his head and actually look interested in and try and get back to the way he was previously, it's a no-brainer. You want to keep him, you know what I mean? Even if it does mean that we lose a transfer fee, if he can help us get the league back, then for for me certainly, I don't know about you, but that's more important than any transfer fee that we would receive. <laughs> I would say so. I think when it comes into the fact that the, you know we, we don't the Champions need money. League, we go straight into the Champions League as well. So no. essentially, we would be losing a transfer fee. But if he can help us win the league, then he's guaranteeing his forty million and upwards. You know, right. so I think that's something that the board need to actually think about. I no, you're right. I was just trying to think if I ever would disagree with you on that at all, but I don't think I would. You know, like I, I always want Edward to be here. I, I would sign up Edward for the rest of his career if he could. Because I love the guy, and if he if he wants to be here and he plays, he plays his football and he plays it well, he's always got a place here. And if he like you say, if he does that and he can win us the league, get it back for us, get us in Champions League, he goes. Neighbor, see the performance at the weekend against Hearts. It's mm-hmm. one of the best performances I've seen for him in a long time. See if he keeps that up and he's got that and he can do it through the season for us. I want my guys like Kyogo. I want me you know Turnbull playing well. If we can keep Christie as well. You know, if our two fullbacks start playing the way that they've been playing, they keep that up. We got a couple of replacements in for them. We could, we could be a force again this season. The way that he's got us playing, the Angie's got us playing in it. So definitely, take, I think, I think take, we need, we definitely need a centre half, and we need. I don't. If we can keep Christie, we don't need somebody that can play that final ball. Yeah. But if Christie's made his mind up, and he wants to leave. Then fair does, you know. I mean, no wonder after the criticism that we all levied at him last season. But we need somebody that can play that final ball. And I know that Turnbull's all right like that, but I think Christie's eye is just that bit better than Turnbull mm-hmm. for the final. Like that pass he made for Kyogo for his hat trick goal against Dundee last week. Yeah. That was pff, nobody in the wow. stadium seen that pass coming. Nobody's seen it apart from him and Kyogo. And that's the thing. They seem to be on the same wavelength, which is hard to it's hard to achieve. It takes a long time to achieve. So the fact that they've hit the ground running at the same time is tremendous. I think you've got COVID, by the way. Actually, no, I don't. I've just mate, I've got one of these dodgy fucking throats. That coffee, you need to cough, clear. cough. Uh, all the time. I need to clear it all the time. Like absolute pain in the ass. And for anybody wondering. That's because I mute myself. That's why you never heard me coughing. Um, so I'm muting yourself like a snidey rat bag. <laughs> I'm just going to add crystals. Right, another goal in this one. Uh, Stephen Welsh getting his first goal um, in front of a, a packed Celtic Park, mate. It was a, a, a short corner for Hugo to Edward. He pings it straight in. They catch the defence, napping. There's Stephen Welsh, man, buries it. I'm going to 
discuss the back line again because I thought it was a great goal for Welsh. Um, we have brought in Starfelt to shore up that defence and he seems to be the one out of the four that isn't pulling his weight now. Do you think that we might be on a bit of a dud here, mate, or do you think he's just getting time to settle in? Like I say, you know, it takes people time. Um, he's come over from our country. He's come over from Russia. It's um, it's going to take him time to settle in. It's, it's definitely going to take him. I remember Alan Stubbs was fucking dreadful for the first few months that he was a parkhead, and then he went on to become one of our best modern day defenders that we've had. So, you know, you need to give somebody a wee bit of time. Do we have the time to give him? That's a different question altogether. So, you know, it gives away the penalty. Play instead of him, though. Well, just now, just now, nobody. You know, just now, we we don't have anybody we can play in stadium. Um, when Julian would comes you play back, Dan Murray? I wouldn't play Dan Murray. Would you play near Beaton? I wouldn't have near Beaton near the, the first team at all. No, to be honest with you. Um, so you know, we're kind of we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place where we've got this four and a half million pound Swedish defender that we're saying that seems as if he's not fucking familiar with the shape of football. Oh, mate, listen, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think he's played... I don't think he's played poorly. I don't think he's been particularly bad. You know, he had maybe one kind of dodgy moment in the, the game against Dundee. He was solid midweek. Um, and in this game against Hearts, you know, he gives away the penalty. I think... It was definitely a penalty, right? It was definitely a penalty that he gave away. Is it a massive cause for concern? No, I think that's the kind of thing you'd very easily can can kick at him to be honest with you like he just took far too much time on the ball let it get away from him before he's making his mind up and then when he's going to boot the ball the guy gets in front of him you know that's right. the kind of thing that you can you can get out of somebody very quickly I've, um, I've noticed that with Joe Hart he kind of lingers on the ball a wee bit too long as well aye. and I can see that coming back to haunt him at some point do you know what I mean yeah. so uh, it's understandable what you're saying I agree with what you're saying there man but so, Hopefully it is, but I mean, if um, if Julian comes back at some point, you know, for me just now, Julian replaces Starfelt in that team. I think Stephen Welsh is, is keeping that jersey. I think if Stephen Welsh gets dropped, it's uh, it's unfair. Yeah, and like you said, I think he's been he's been the more solid out of the two um, at centre half. I think, and it's not just because he's a Cope Bridge boy. Do you know what I mean? But in, he's it is. he's a Celtic boy. Yeah. And he knows what it means. So you you always know that he's he's going to give hundred and ten percent. But Starfield, I think we just need to stick by him now. I, I think there's a like you say, there's there's some parts of his game that need tobled and I don't think that that'll be long in coming. Um mm-hmm. with Big Ange, I don't think he's a shrinking violet, is he? So I know uh fucking hell, Carl. What are you doing? You're the worst Carl I've seen since Carl fucking Kennedy. Aye, it'll be interesting to see how he deals with it because Dan Murray's not ready yet, but you never know. Aye, I I think you... See, talking about our left wing situation, well, we've got... We're putting Forrest out there to accommodate Abada. We're putting Christie out there and Forrest on the right when Abada's not available. I think we need to be looking towards Owen Moffat, to be honest with you. Um, I watched the 
the highlights of the B team game. But it was Vela Leithen that they were playing. Uh, they mm. won 10-0. And he scored for, was it four, five goals? I scored five of them, I scored, scored five. five goals. Right, from the left wing. And mm-hmm. he looks assured. He looks um, I don't I just Mate, feel as if there's a player there. I, I think it like it reminds me kind of Forrest when Forrest first came through. And mm-hmm. it was a just pure circumstance that Forrest gets his chance because we had sold McGee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was I think that Owen Moffat definitely is taking a claim for a place in the first team squad, if nothing else. Mate, you're, you're saying that there. I was actually going to pick up on somebody else who, who is in the match day squad who has been playing on the left. He came on for Kyogo at the weekend, Adam Montgomery. Uh-huh. So Montgomery's a left back by, mm-hmm. by trade. That's where he, he started. But that's like two games now he's come on and played at left wing um, in the place of Kyogo and he's looked he's looked good man he's looked very very good he's looked like a, a, a decent talent um, he's playing just in front of um, Greg Taylor mm-hmm. two of them seem to be kind of linking up well he yeah, I mean he came on the other day and absolutely been somebody within about five minutes and probably should have got a, a card for it but never yeah, should absolutely have got a card for that one that's something else that needs to be kicked out of them as well see I was saying earlier on uh, on a, maybe last week's show or whatever that uh, there's a there's a softness about the team Mm-hmm. But you know you don't need to go in there and and absolutely body somebody to, to give away that to try and get rid of that softness tag. I mean that's yeah. just going to cost you. Ralston's guilty quite a lot as well. If you've noticed, and he's going, yeah. they're going to get bookings. They're going to get a lot of bookings this season if they keep doing what they're doing. So we need to be clever about it, you know. Um, and I don't know. I, I think there's. Looking at the looking at the getting back to what we're saying about the B team there as well, and I Adam Montgomery is obviously uh, going to be a fixture in the first team squad. We've also got uh, Dembele to come back as well for his injury. So, yeah. um, there's Rocco Vata, who again I watched that game and a lot of his passing and movement was tremendous. Is that a boy uh, plays in the right? Isn't it? Ah, uh, he's Rudy Vata's son. Rudy Vata that used to play for Celtic. Ah. Um, he's he likes a talent as well. So, you know, it, it, looking, I think that this uh, B team getting into the Lowland League is going to bear fruit for both Celtic and Rangers because if you look at something like, for example, I already, it was, again, it was very leading. Owen Moffat scored five goals, right, for the left wing. But see if you look at other teams like throughout the league, say, for example, like an Airdrie or Falkirk or something like that. They'll maybe see that and go, all right, well, we'll take him on loan. And then he's going up a few a few levels and getting regular football at a higher level. If he can do it there as well, then, you know, we should be looking at, right, this boy's obviously got a bit of talent. We should be looking to up to this. Let's get him into the first-team squad. You know what I mean? He doesn't need to play week in, week out. But, say, cup games, maybe like this cup game against Wraith Rovers coming up. You know, like uh, it's time, maybe time to start trying to blood some youth into games like that, like the way the English leagues do it, mm-hmm. you know, like Man City yeah, yeah. and stuff like. Uh, <clears throat> what do you call his name? Phil Foden. He was coming on in the in the Carabao Cup and stuff like that, and absolutely setting it in fire. And they're like, right, well, this guy's first team ready now, so that's the way that they should be using it. You know, obviously, don't get me wrong. See if we draw somebody like Hibs in the cup. 
you want to play your strongest eleven. But when you're playing a team like Wraith Rovers, no disrespect to Wraith Rovers, you know, it, we our, our younger players should be at a level where they're able to still be that wee bit better than a team like Wraith Rovers. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that Angie's got a bit of a reputation for nurturing young talent as well. So it'll be good to see who comes through over the next few years while he's still there and um, in the build-up to his win in the Champions League. But next season? Aye. <laughs> can't, can't, well, can't about next automatic season, qualification if we win. True, true. McDonald! Right, mate, so we move on then to, to Wednesday night. We are at home to AZ Alkmaar in the, the playoff round for the Europa League. AZ Alkmaar, like you said earlier on, finished quite high in Eredivisie last season. Um, having a look there, mate, their season got off to a bit of a bad start. Um, I'm not even going to attempt the team's name. Um, starts with RKC. You can go look it up yourself if you want. They can beat one now. Um and that, by all accounts, I mean, we can look at stats all you want. They had 72 possession, uh, 19 shots to seven. And it, so it seems like they kind of dominated the game, but didn't they win? You know, they, 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 Who's that remind uh, you? Uh, reminds me of Selic, mate, for every season for the last fucking 20 years of my life. <laughs> it's constant. That's what it feels like. That's what last season felt like. It's just like the Hearts game, mate, the start of the season. Just like the mm-hmm. Hearts game, you know, the... We, we dominated most of the game and just got up with a sucker punch at the end. But I it's uh, I wouldn't put too much stock into how the first game of the season went, mate. What do you, you thinking then for us? Because obviously there are no mugs. Is it that much? Like they're absolutely no mugs at all. Do you think that we we seem to be clicking at a right point just now where we can we can take on a team like that? Well, like I said earlier on, you know, if they come out and try to attack us, then going forward, we are very, very capable of helping anybody, I think. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was a really, really high scoring game. Interesting. I, I, I don't know how I can see it going, to be honest with you, man. Like it's, it's, I think I'm taking the approach that you've got, expecting nothing and hoping for the best Aye. with this one. Because although my. My mates were saying the other day that see if we drop out of the Europa League qualifiers, do, do we go into the conference? We go do we straight go... into the conference group, sorry. Right. See see the prize money for one That's the... not much difference. I know. 700 grand? Aye. There's, difference there's, for... there's, there's not much difference. And that's, do you know something? My first thought was maybe we, maybe going on a conference wouldn't be the worst thing in the world well here's here's a, a scenario we could have you know if we lose this game we drop it in a conference right just say you know, what I, I'm not going to say for a second we're going to go on and win the full thing right but the prize money for that is only 700 grand less than it is to win the Europa League so I'm guessing the money but throughout you expect to win more money in the group stage he's playing against and again no disrespect but, but smaller smaller teams that's what Europe, I'm going to say. And in the Europa the, League. So if, if you're totally looking at it from a financial standpoint, then we would probably make more money over the season for the Conference League yeah. than we would over the season for the Europa League. However, so, however, what I'll say to that is, will you be content playing football in the Conference League or is Europa League as far as we want to drop, as far as we would find acceptable? 
to drop because I think dropping out of the conference is pretty much like dropping out altogether in it because it's it's brand new. It's never been there before. You know, any other season that be us done. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that there's any way, shape, or form that I think that we would win it because there is some good sides in there. You know, Feyenoord's in there. I think uh, Spurs are in there, aren't they? I think so. Um, so you know, there's a there's a few right good teams left in that in, in that tournament as well. But it's the first ever one. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it would be the first, first team ever to win it. You know what I mean? It would be it would be a, it would be fucking great, wouldn't it? But let's Aye. be honest. But I remember I'm old enough to remember the Cup Winners Cup, right? Um, and it was like UEFA's third competition. They had the European Cup, they had the UEFA Cup, and they had the Cup Winners Cup. And the Cup Winners Cup was pretty much on a par with the UEFA Cup back then. Okay. So I don't, right. I don't know what the script is. Maybe uh, you know, it's all about who. If teams treat it seriously, like if you win the the Conference League, then you go straight into the UEFA League. The Europa League next season, the same way as with the Europa League, if you win that, you go straight into the Champions League. Uh, if they want it to be taken serious, they let the team that wins the Conference League straight into the Champions League next season. If they want it to be taken seriously. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Could you imagine, imagine that though? Imagine us qualifying for the Champions League twice next year. <laughs> and then, then Rangers would get automatic qualification because they were the closest days in the league. And then fucking Aberdeen would get to go through the qualifiers and there could potentially be three Scottish teams in the Champions League. Wait, could you imagine? Like, Jaylee, could you imagine that? <laughs> fucking oh, shit. be tremendous, wouldn't it? That'd but, be class. Like I say, mate, I'm just, I'm happy to be enjoying watching Celtic again, um, regardless of where they're playing, whether it's the Europa League, whether it's the Conference, whether it's fucking the Jockstein Memorial Cup down at Albion Rovers. I just I'm enjoying watching them again. I'm getting excited about the games and I fucking can't wait for the rest of the season to be honest with you. Well, you will be recording the main podcast this week, mate, on is it by Thursday on you'll be recording. Thursday. So that'll be after we play for, for once. So you'll have instant reaction oh, to Crystal on the Thursday. Thursday's my birthday as well. Is it? Yeah. Well, I, I wish you a happy birthday on Thursday then, mate. You're not getting there. Right. And do, you need, do you need my address for you send my present, not to? I'll ask John for it, mate. Alright, okay, cool. I'll get I'll get John to buy it, I know, and I'll right, okay. send him the I'll send him the money. In right, yeah, I see. Three weeks. Okay, time. make sure it's something dear. I will do. I'll get you an all sell tip. No, don't give me another one. Go no. one. Give I'll me get that, you a white one. Give me that that, that uh, bottle green number. I like that. I'll give you. That. Oh, I've I've got that one. By the way, that's a nice one. <laughs> I, I, I would have worn it, but it's in the wash. I'll send you mine. Fuck it. <laughs> Save me a few quid. John Hudson lays up the shot! Thanks for listening to Celtic Daft. Remember to keep listening and to become a pundit every single week. Look out for the posts on Patreon. As always, Chris will be back with a feature show with the boys on Friday and all new football Daft meets on Monday. But in the meantime, please continue to subscribe, rate and review on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Chris, so until next time, mate. Cheerio. Hello. Audio. Frontier.